So good morning. This is Tommy Wynn. I'm here with Mr. Ethan Byer. Say hi, Ethan. Hello. I'm Ethan Byer. We're at the Blood uh, Apron on October 6th, and uh, Ethan's going to help me tell his story for the uh, Scruffy City Stories. So, Ethan, what do you do? Like, just in a few sentences. Uh, at this point, I tell people I'm a front-end developer or that I websites. Um, I do a lot more than that. I'm kind of a Swiss Army knife when it comes to things with graphics and doing things with code online. Um, but primarily what I do is design and build websites. That is awesome. So uh, how did you get to Knoxville? Like, uh, I came to Knoxville in 2007 for school. Um, thought A, had never heard of Knoxville before moving to Nashville in 05. So I lived in Nashville for two years, finished high school there. My family had moved from Michigan. Um, the few friends that I made in Nashville during my senior year of high school, I was like, well, I can't go back to Michigan for school because I've lost out of state. So I just kind of came to Knoxville on a whim because of the friends that I had that came to UT. Um, so I came here and stayed here. So January will mark 10 years in Knoxville for me. Just came here for school and That's then incredible. never left. Wow, that is awesome. So you you grew up in Nashville. You didn't hear about, you didn't know about Knoxville, really. I did. Well, I didn't grow up in Nashville. I grew up in Michigan. Um, came did to you? Nashville right at the end of high school. I mean, obviously I'd heard of Knoxville, but didn't know anything about it. Didn't have like a draw to it. Gotcha. Wasn't like a lifetime ball fan or anything like that. <laughs> I am now, but it wasn't then. Gotcha. Well, that's awesome. Are you married? Do you have any pets? I am married. Um, my wife's name is Kayla. We don't have any pets. Uh, desperate to get a dog really soon. I would really like a cat. Kato's not into him, but Understood. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Sooner than later. <laughs> That's awesome. So, what's something unique about you that has really helped you get to where you are? So, you've been in Knoxville for ten years. You've been uh, freelancing and doing your own entrepreneur thing for most of that, right? Since college. Uh, so, what, what's something about you that's really helped you stand out? Um. I wonder that a lot about myself, honestly. Uh, there's probably two things that make me pretty different from most other people I know that are in business for themselves. I don't really care about the business side as much. Like, it's what I have to do in order to support my wife and I. Um, but primarily, I have liked the jobs that I do, and I've liked the people that I work with. And that is probably more important to me than um, the metrics and profitability. And I mean, I've had a lot of people along the way help me ask good questions. And I mean, you saw that I sent out a survey. I mean, after doing this for like five years, I was like, I should probably figure out if I'm doing this well or not. And and it's been, I mean, primarily positive. Obviously, there's places within doing business for yourself that you can work on, but I think I think being an art major that never planned on being in business and then becoming a businessman, um, I think I just ha I bring a pretty different approach to it. I'm not like the suit and tie guy. I'm yeah. the, I always wear shorts. I mean, and I, I don't really necessarily have a dream of owning like some multinational conglomerate. I just really want to do good work and have fun doing it. Um, and, and make the people happy that I'm working for. That's awesome. So do good work and have fun doing it. That's, Primarily, yeah. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. 
So what's something you've done that you're really proud of, whether it's business or work or family or friends? Um, Earlier this year, I took on a web design project for um, a video company out of Nashville. Uh, it was really, it was a really ambitious project, um, and it took a little bit longer than it was supposed to. But the end product was better than I hoped it would be, and I think they would say the same. Um, that website is threesunsmedia.com, um, and. We really just pushed WordPress like as far as it could go. I don't think I'll ever use WordPress again. Wow, like, that was that's probably a strong... that was probably my last WordPress site. Wow, um, spell that website for me. It's three, as in the number three. Number three, sunsmedia.com. Media.com. Very good. Put a um, link to that in the blog. So I think that website was a lot of fun because of digging into the guts of WordPress in understanding what I was looking at and exploiting that to, like, as far as I know how to do. Gotcha. Um, in terms of just, like, making relationships between posts and authors and stuff like that that aren't normally possible. Um, and just making that work and I think that I think that's... I mean, I'm I'm pretty proud of a lot of the stuff that I do just in the sense that, like, I didn't go to school to be a programmer. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to school to learn CSS or HTML or JavaScript or PHP um, or really even design. Um, so, and, and I'll, I hate to say that I'm like proud of myself for like picking that stuff up because I haven't, I definitely haven't done that on my own, but I, I feel like I'm a fast learner yeah. in the sense that it's like, I need to know how to do that. So I learn it. And I think that's probably the thing that I'm most proud of. Sorry for rambling. No, no, that's really good. That's actually a really good story because a lot of, at least at least a lot of the entrepreneurs that I talk to uh, that are self-taught, you know, in, in their profession where they're they're the awesomest sales insurance person and no one yeah. taught them how to do it, or the awesomest web designer or graphic artist or app developer uh, or any, any profession, right, uh, that are self-taught, they have this, like, they want this er they feel like it's arrogant to talk about mm -hmm. their self-taught, mm -hmm. but I think it's really something powerful yeah. and something really unique that a lot of people should know about. Yeah. Uh, if I come to Ethan Byer, I, you know, it's awesome that he created this and, no, you know, he wasn't professionally trained or what have you. Mm -hmm. uh, to me, that, that that speaks a lot. I mean, college definitely tied into that. Mm -hmm. I mean, being an art major and being a printmaking major primarily and caring about process, like, that is so much of, like, what I'm passionate about in terms of um, the work that I do. Like, I want the process to be as good as the end result, if not better. Yeah. Um, I, I really care about that. So there have definitely been things, the nuts and bolts I think I've learned myself, but the guiding principles I think I would never have learned on my own, <laughs> ever. <laughs> awesome. So tell me about the business. How long have you been uh, on your own? On my own for just under five years. Um, when you say tell me about the business, like, what do you mean? Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll lead you on. Uh, so, like, how'd you get started? So, I guess you graduated UT. I graduated from UT, applied for a job, found myself woefully inadequate. Mm. Um, I just... What kind of... So, what kind of job? I was you? trying to get jobs as a graphic designer. Okay. Um, 
right out of school, but with a printmaking major and not a robust graphic design portfolio. Um, I was tired of working in restaurants, um, but I continued working in restaurants and kind of moonlighting doing what I do now, just trying to build up a portfolio, hoping to just land a gig as a junior designer somewhere. Mm. Um, but there has never been like a good, clean exit moment, you know? Like, clients have rolled over, um, people have continued to come to me, and it's just kind of been the thing where it's like, this is what I do. So, that's kind of how it happened. Awesome. <laughs> so, was there like a moment of inspiration where you decided, uh, yeah, like just like that, like this is what I do? Was there a moment, or was it kind of a culmination of different contacts and, and jobs that you've taken on? It probably became what I do when I finally quit my job serving tables. Um, and everyone was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm going to go work for myself. And I think that was like the moment where the rubber kind of met the road where I was like, I'm going to have to actually do this every day. Yeah. Like, this isn't something I can just do like six hours a week. This is going to have to be something I do 35 to 50 to 90 hours a week, depending on the week. And so, um, yeah, I think that was probably the moment where I was wow. like, okay. Yeah, that's pretty special. Got to follow the spearhead. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, like, along the way, especially at the beginning, but even now today, like, what are some of the challenges and struggles that you're running into uh, being a freelance uh, web design front-end developer? Time management, mm. creativity, loneliness, uh, and motivation. I think those four sum up every pain point I have with business. Wow. Um, being self-employed and like being in an office by myself, especially a creative business, um, I think any designer or developer will tell you how nice it is to have people to throw ideas at or to bounce ideas off of. Um, and I've tried co-working spaces and they're fine, mm -hmm. but to me, I'm not sure if it's a pride thing or a fear thing, but I can't show people my work unless they've got skin in the game. Uh, I um, see. So unless somebody was like a partner or an employee or a boss or something like that, I'm not going to show them stuff. And so there's this this sense of like, I mean, I've got great friends who are designers that are like, send me your stuff, and I'm like, no, <laughs> not till it's done. Yeah. And so that feeling of kind of being a little bit alone in the game. I think that that affects my time management and my creativity and my motive. It's all very tied wow. together. Like the loneliness aspect of it sometimes can be really, really tough. And my wife is super smart and very creative, but I mean, right now she's in school to be an occupational therapist. So she is bogged down trying to figure out a totally different side of life right now. I mean, she's a great photographer and a great painter, but we don't really have the time to sit down and like just go through like what do you think of you know these 50 logo comps you know <laughs> so, uh, yeah so she's kind of the only person right now that i i would feel comfortable um bouncing ideas off of but there's just not the time I so see. those are, those are the pain points wow that's sounds like you really figure that out like, well i've thought about it a lot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned earlier that you you know you you never really you're not. You didn't set out. You're no. You're not setting out to like create this conglomerate, right? No. But do you have any uh, desire to to bring on a team? You know, so that addresses your loneliness issue directly is to bring on a team, whether it's an employee or partner, partner up with another yeah. firm. I 
So I bounce around with that a lot. Okay. Um, to be honest with you, I don't know if this is something I'll continue doing, but I don't know that it's something I won't continue doing either. Like, I, I waffle a lot. Uh, I have a good client base that it would be hard to leave, um, but I think you always have to weigh uh, your successes versus, like, and I don't even want to go into the millennial, like, how you feel about your work, but, like, um, if it's not working, it's not working. And so, to answer the question of, like, have I ever thought about bringing on a team, absolutely, um, but I think I'm very choosy about how that would work because I wear so many hats um, and probably because at the at the root of it I'm more of a control freak than uh, I let on mm -hmm. it would be really hard for me to let somebody else into the business that didn't know at least as much as I did because there would have to be an implicit trust yeah um, and I'm not saying that I haven't met people like that it's just there have been timing issues and, and little things that it's just like, not right now. Um, you know, I've talked to numerous people, like Tyler, before he came on with RCD about, um, you know, kind of sidling up and, you know, kind of trying to figure it out. But whenever I've had those conversations, it's been a slow period. And the thought of splitting money in half when it was already low, I was like, no, we can't do it. Yeah. And I mean, I get that there are times in business when you've got to take that risk and... Um, you know, kind of leap even when it's uncomfortable and go, yeah. all right, we're going to figure this out. But, and it's not even a like a fear of like, what's going to happen to my business? It was more just like, uh, I think I've gotten into a habit of doing things a certain way for so long that it would have to be such a dramatic improvement that I couldn't pass it up. Understood. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you told that story because I think a lot of business owners, you know, struggle. I personally struggle with that, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. r whether it was the neighborhood nerds or RCD or at plate, like the idea of like bringing on somebody, it's a big commitment. It's a huge commitment. It's a huge commitment, and and there's so many qualifications, qualifiers for that person to be, yeah. you know, to be able to get a seat at the table. Right. And and you know, at first it was hard for me, you know. Um, well, I mean, and you've probably watched Silicon Valley. You yeah, see what yeah, happens yeah, like exactly. when some idiot comes in and is just using it as like. No, the products are stock, and it's like I care about what comes out exactly. my door. Exactly. Yeah. Not. I, yeah. At the stage you're at, the stage that all of my companies are at or we're at, it's like what we're creating is something that's part of your heart. You know, right. like you're pouring into it, and the fact, the the idea of diluting it mm -hmm. with somebody else coming in with not the same amount of passion is scary, and mm -hmm. it's like disheartening. Mm -hmm. And it. But over time, I've, I've dealt with that struggle, and I've gotten over that hurdle, yeah. and I'm still still fighting it. You know, right. like every time it's time to hire somebody, or every time it's like, do I make this business partnership? It's like, okay, this there's a lot of implications mm -hmm. that I've got to like get over. And so that ever bitten you? Like, have you ever been like, I should not have done that? You know, uh, and you don't have to like give me like. Sure, yeah. No, the truth is, we've we've made some some bad hires. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, but fortunately, like nothing that's catastrophic yeah and things that we've learned from mm -hmm. and next time we're not going to make that same mistake mm -hmm. you know so I, and no fortunately it happened at a time where the company was still young mm -hmm. and uh we were able to make those mistakes yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so like mistakes weren't as expensive back then <laughs> as they would be today Absolutely. you know so get that. yeah 
Well, so like, how does your business make money? So like, what do you do? You charge a subscription? Do you charge per project? Do you do an hourly base or? Um, it depends on the client and the project. Okay. Um, I have some clients that I'm on contract with, but even with them, that contract is an hourly rate based contract. I don't actually have anything that's subscription based. All pretty much all of my projects are hourly based. Some are by project, and that initial project quote is based on what how many hours I think it will be. I don't usually do those because I usually end up losing money. But um, yeah, usually hourly. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, because I've got little uh, experience making quotes and putting quotes together, I know how that feels. At the end of the day, it's like. You know, is this the right number of hours? Because, you know, you want to be honest yeah. with your client, right? You don't want to just overfill them. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, if you have that inkling of going over, it's like, what's fair here? That's so, a really hard thing to read a lot of the time, though. Yeah. Because, I mean, there are some clients that when they say, I just need a simple website, that's what they mean. And there are some people that are like, I need a simple website. And they're dreaming of, like, this <laughs> Amazon 2.0. Yeah, <laughs> this immense thing. They're like, it shouldn't be hard. And you're like, oh, yeah, probably not at all. I just... Probably jump off the building <laughs> in the process of it. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so, how, how have you kind of have you learned to mitigate that some over the years? Yeah, or? I mean that. I'll add that as a fifth main point is that ties really into time management. I mean, being motivated and and on task 100% of the time, I probably would always hit my quotes. But um, I'm human, and sitting alone <laughs> with a computer and sometimes YouTube is the thing, and sometimes cat Reddit videos. is the thing, and it's, yeah, cat videos they get you. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a lot better at that now than I used to be. Right when I started, you know, I would be like, oh, yeah, logo, three hours, no problem. And then it would be like six weeks later, and they were like, where's my logo? And I was like, I don't know. It's been 95 hours, and I have no idea. <laughs> Nothing. This guy walks his dog via the car, and the dog just oh. runs I don't know why. Wow. I see him every day because he lives in the apartment. He lives over right? there, and he, he's shirtless all the time. All the time. Yeah, I used to live across the street yeah. in the apartment. Every day, there he they're, is. They're just <laughs> smoking in his car. I don't know why. <laughs> he walks in. That's no. how he walks his dog. He just drives down the street, and the dog just runs next to the car. I'm like, what? Wow, that's amazing. I know. That's it's amazing. Thing. Uh, yeah. That's the Scruffy City story right there. That's, that's something that you is, should investigate. That is Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Oh, oh my man. Gosh. So you mentioned a few of your pain points. I love that you've identified that, right? Because part of part of running a business is you should know mm -hmm. your weaknesses as well as your strengths. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, like, have you ever just wanted to quit and like do something totally different, like go? be a circus actor or you <laughs> yeah, know something like, man I'll go work at a bike shop this would be amazing um yeah the only times when I have really wanted to quit was when everything felt so ambiguous and open ended um the temptation to have something with like very concrete results and open finish is so tempting sometimes yeah because so many of my clients I'm just kind of on this rollover hey, can you do this? Hey, this is broken again, or our site got hacked, or we're getting DDoS from somewhere. <laughs> and I'm like, ah! And so there's this kind of sense of like, rolling work is great, but sometimes it would be really nice to be like, here's a definite start and here's a definite end. Objective like, focus. Absolutely. Okay. Like whenever, so to use you know the example of my bike, like whenever I'm like tuning up the drivetrain on my bike, I know when it's working and I know when it's not. And it's very like, and now it's fixed. Um, 
that is very rare yeah. in my line of work to send something off and never hear from the person again. Not that I never want to hear from them again, but just like I put out a website, it's not done. I have to I have to support that website for two years because of issues with PHP that come out or it's something that happens with MySQL or something that happens with WordPress that breaks everything that it's been done or somebody that, I, you know, it, there's just always something. I think um, you speak to a lot of graphic artists and mm-hmm. web design people. I think those pain points right there, yeah, yeah. everybody can resonate with. And it's, it's consistent. I mean, yeah. none of us, none of us don't know what I'm talking about, you know? Yeah. It's not just text on a page anymore. That's oh. what websites used to be. It used to be HTML, and you were done. And now it's this constantly evolving and devolving mess that you've got to stay on top of. And I think those are the times when I'm like, I don't care to learn the newest iteration of JavaScript, or I don't, you know, like, those yeah. are the things that make me want to quit, is when I just see, like, the vastness of things to learn and, like, compare that to myself. And so I think I've had to just... The way that I combat that is just being thankful for what I have and what I know and trying to stay on top of what I can do in the moment. I love that. I think it's really crucial to stay focused on where you are and who you're with at the time. Um, And I think our culture is just really fraught with people who are always looking for the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And it's really easy to get stuck on that, but um, just trying to hang in there. I think yeah. They used to say, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. And it's like keeping up with the Joneses times A billion infinity. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's every day there's something new. Every day there's um, something new. Yeah, being a software development firm at RCD, it's like we know that. Mm-hmm. Um, every day there's a whole JavaScript framework that... Is the uh-huh. latest and greatest I've got to send you this article that I read that made it, – it's like a 20-minute read, and it made me so – like I was uh, reading it at it. 2 o'clock in the morning, and it made me – I actually tweeted it. I was like, this is exactly why I don't want to build websites sometimes because it was like a person like, all right, I just want to do this. And the guy was like, all right, well, we'll just use React. And he's like, okay, well, if you're going to use React, you have to also make sure that you're using Vue. And he's like, okay, so React and Vue. He's like, and then you have to make sure you also are using Babel. And he's like, so what's Babel? And it's just like, it just digresses until it's like all the way back to the beginning. It's like, so why am I not just using jQuery? Like, and it's like, it made me laugh oh, out yes. loud. And my wife was like, why is that funny? And I was like, you are so glad you don't have to yeah. deal with this crap. Please share that. I mean, that is so... It's it's on that's, point. That's it, the story. It like, is on, oh my it is gosh. the story. Wow. So what's, what's next for you? Like, um, do you have any immediate goals or any... Uh, long-term goals that you'd like to share? The <laughs> It's ironic that I'm doing this Graffy City story right now because my wife just got into Spalding University in Louisville, Kentucky. Woo-woo. So we are moving in January to Louisville. Um, and so, so many of, so much of my lucidity towards my business and the reason I'm doing all these surveys and trying to figure out, like, is because I'm asking the question right now, do I keep doing this in Louisville or... I mean, I have I have verbal commitments from a lot of people here in Knoxville. Like, if you keep doing what you're doing, we'd love to keep you on. And it's just this question of, does that make sense for this open-ended business when my wife is going to be in a place where you know, we just don't know what incomes are going to be like for the next two and a half years? Mm. So that's, that's the big thing. Um, just don't know yet. Gotcha. The big, so long-term goal is... Uh, be nimble. <laughs> you know, like, yes. that's the only thing I could say. I love that. I um, love that. Do you have any uh, passion projects that you're working on or want to work on? I am. I am. 
I love CMSs, and I'm always trying to find one that uh, just I get and that I love. And so for a while it was that one called Statomic. Yes. Um, and I loved Statomic. I still love Statomic. I think that it's an incredible project. It's built on Laravel. It's really just sleek and amazing. It was just one of those things where I was like, I can't pay for it every single time I want to just What's build a website. What's the price range? $100 per it's, website? Yeah, about 100 yeah. bucks per website. And, I mean, when you compare that to, like, Squarespace or WordPress or any craft, anything else that's, like, just free out of the box. Now, granted, that's because it's an open source. Most of those are open source or so large that, you know, they can be cheap. Satomic is very boutique. Um, mm. And I love that it's three guys building it. And wow. it's, I mean, it, it's really an amazing platform. Yeah. I'm just where my business is at and the people who hire me to build websites they usually get turned off by that I mean it's a hundred bucks it shouldn't turn you off because no. it's like it's software <laughs> would you pay hundred bucks for Microsoft Word okay then buy the dang yeah. website but um, but I I'm always so I'm always rebuilding my site in a new CMS just to see what it's capable of. And I've actually found one called Process Wire. You should look at. Have you heard of Process Wire? I've heard of Process. I've never had a chance to build in it, but it I. Is the tits. Is it? It really okay. So Big here, square. here is the reason why okay. I like it. It's unopinionated, and there's okay. no front end attached at all, which means that it's a true content management system. It allows you to build relationships in your back end wow. in any way you want. In, in I'm I'm telling you that it is Process so flexible. Wire. Okay. And and then you build the front end based on the data that you want to serve to it. You are not forced to go through a WordPress loop or use <laughs> you are not forced to do anything. Yeah. Um awesome. you can have static pages. So it's just it's very, very clean. Um it's a fairly active community for being so small. Uh, they're very passionate about it. There's a guy named Brian Kramer who designed and built it out of Atlanta. He's been building CMSs since like '91, and he just wow. he just gets what it should do and what it shouldn't do. And and he's the most active member in their Love forum. That. It's awesome. So what's I'm. The, what's the price point for process? It's free. One? It's free. It's free. Wow. I don't know why it's free. <laughs> it shouldn't be free. I want to give this guy a lot of money. He. <laughs> I really do, honestly. Awesome. Um, it's great. Yeah. Do you have any uh, projects you like to share that you built on Process Wire? Anything that's live yet? I'm rebuilding. No, okay. nothing that's live. All right. I'm quoting a site tomorrow on it. Maybe soon. Okay. Um, okay. But awesome. well, keep me updated on that. Yeah, like my that. site should be live in two weeks. Based cool. on, I worked on it for eight hours yesterday. I was like, other stuff can wait. I've got to do this. <laughs> yeah. And I, I got to, it's, it's incredible, like, like how rapidly I've been able to develop the site. Every other site has taken me months to get off the ground, and this one is just flying. So awesome. Love that. Love that. Cool. Well, this section is called the wrap-up. I need a better name for it. So if you have one, so I'm going to just rapid-fire you like okay. five or six questions. Go for not, it. not rapid, but you know. Uh, so what are some personal hobbies? Personal hobbies, mountain biking. Uh, let's just go with mountain biking. I love Mountain that. biking and cooking. Cool. I love those two things. Where do you so mountain much. bike and what do you cook? I mountain bike all over Knoxville. Um, the Urban Wilderness Trails are oh, incredible. The best. They're it's so awesome. I mean, we so have 50 awesome. miles of trails right outside of downtown, so awesome. I yeah. I try to do that at least 
four times a week if I can. Wow. Uh, and then anything that you can cook in an iron skillet is what I like to cook. <laughs> <laughs> I love my iron skillet. Oh, that's it's awesome. Like, it's like my child right now. That's awesome. I'll send you a nice potato hash recipe. Please do. I'll, uh, that I made recently. Have you ever made a pizza in an iron I've skillet? I've never made a pizza. Okay. Is it the deal? It is the deal. It's I'll, the deal. I'll All right. You, and pizza. I'll send you how I make awesome, it. Awesome. Awesome. I'm, I'm a person. I love cooking, too. So, <laughs> dude, that's awesome. How would someone contact you? What's the um, best way to find Ethan Byer? My website. Okay. Um, and what's that? EthanBuyer.com. Cool. Um, or just sending me an email at Ethan at EthanBuyer.com. I am fine with people having that email address. That's Sweet. What there for. Sweet. Uh, what's your favorite business tool that you use today, whether it's software or something like tangible? What's your one thing that you, you, you can't run EthanBuyer.com without? In the past, I would have said Trello. In the past, I would have said Har- Harvest is probably still up there. It is how I track all of my time, invoice all of my clients, make sure that everything's running smoothly from the money side. But <laughs> honestly, <laughs> the thing that I, I don't even know if I have it with me, which would be ironic. Um, the thing that I recently bought a planner book, a field notes planner. Love that. Um, uh, I can't do it digitally anymore. Like, if for an appointment, I'll tell Siri to add it to my calendar so that I get that notification. But when it comes to to-do lists, I mean, I know that this is exactly what Plate is all about, um, is taking all those threads and putting it in Boom. one place. I had to do that in a place where I physically wrote it down, crossed it off, checked it off, highlighted it, whatever. I love that. I, I've been using it now for, like, three months. I could not live without it anymore. I don't know, honestly, like, my brain was so much more scattered when I couldn't just be like, and write it down for the future, and I didn't have to, like, <laughs> go through a bunch of windows to make sure that it notified me at the right time. It's literally, like, when I get to that day. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. One of my new pr- passions, uh, because of Plate, right? So Plate's taken on its own, it's its own monster now. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited uh, about so are it. are you guys writing an API? Yeah, we're going to write an API, we're going to let people tie into it. That's it's, Gonna be huge. We actually just applied to Y Combinator. I'll tell you all about that. I don't later. know what that is. It's a it's the largest accelerator. They're the only accelerator whose uh, whose companies that have gone through it have are billion dollar companies. Okay. Dropbox went through it. Okay. Stripe went through it. Nice. So some of the biggest companies that you know all these. So it's also probably incredibly difficult to get. It through. is. It is. They yeah. So we not just, to like. No well, no no. I have no doubt that yeah. you guys could do it. So we plate sounds amazing. I'm excited. So um, yeah, but one of my passions because the plate and even yeah. before. Before plate is I love to figure out people's workflows. Like, mm-hmm. how do people get work done? Mm-hmm. Because I know for me, it's it, it can be like overwhelming sometimes. Oh yeah. I've stuff. always wondered how you did it, honestly, because <laughs> you're the sort of person who works 23 hours a day. And like, how do how do you stay productive? How do you stay on top of it? How, I mean, really though, like what yeah. did, what did you do when you were at Neighborhood Nerd? Yeah. What did you do to stay on top of all the stuff? I think I'm fortunate in a lot of ways, and uh, it's one of those things where it might sound arrogant or bragging, but like my mental capacity has carried me. Yeah. You know, like that. You just, just have a lot of RAM. I just got a lot of RAM, right? It's not I'm sm- I'm not necessarily smarter than people, or or you know more brilliant than people. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I will say that I have a really good capacity for memory. Okay. Uh, and so I I before I discovered Trello and Evernote and Google Docs, everything was in my brain. So for like one and a half year, the first year and a half. Of neighborhood nerds, everything. It was just sheer like yeah. remember to do this, and you did. Yeah, 
And, and but but yeah. Hey, that's amazing. Yeah. So that's the fortunate side. But like on the on the act, the real answer to your question is execution. Okay. Like never forget to actually do something, mm-hmm. right? To get it done. Yeah. So that, that that that's the trick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 so if you look at you know it's, instead of looking at the whole elephant, then you know this is an analogy that's been used forever right. and ever. You can't eat the yeah. entire whale in a bite. But just do whatever you're doing right now. Do it really well, and then move on to the next thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so how do you, you know, to that point, what's your work-life balance? How do you, uh, how do you do it, and do you have a good work-life balance today? I would say that I have a pretty good work-life balance. There are seasons when it's, when one takes over the other. Of course. Um, and I think... Because it's not a daily thing, right? Or no. weekly or monthly. It's no, it's definitely seasonal. Yeah. Uh, and not, not even meaning like spring, fall, winter. Um... I left out summer because I hate summer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the fall is here. Leaves are changing. So um, we are five and zero, oh, baby. Um, oh, woot, woot. Un- unreal. Since 1998. Unbel- like really oh. though, like unbelievable. Dude. Yeah. Um, work-life balance. Uh, it is for me. At the time, the thing has the most draw. So, like, if Kato's busy and I'm busy at work, I don't really feel like there's, like, necessarily life that I'm missing out on. Um, I mean, always trying to, you know, stay married and be a good husband, but, like, if she's studying till 11 and I've got work to do, like, it doesn't make sense for me to go home and, you know, just do nothing. Yeah. Um, at the same time, if work's slow, I'm not going to stay there and stare at my computer. Um I really think it's so crucial to, this is going to sound arrogant, but I am my biggest asset. Like, I have to take care of myself, whether that's, like, mentally or physically. I think the sooner that young people discover that, or anybody, right? Yeah. The sooner they figure that out, the better off they are. I have two two, two things that are never coming back, and that is my body and my time. (laughs) So... (laughs) You know, when when it comes down to making more money... The future is always bright, and when it comes down to a deadline, um, you know, I think those have to be respected, absolutely, Um, but I, like, physically can't respect deadlines, like, if I haven't, like, gone on a bike ride that week, or if I haven't, like, done something that allows, like, my mental health to feel on top of things, like, being... Like, I, I get our society's nose to the grindstone, like, work hard, play hard, but, like, I really, <laughs> I'm really, like, just remove the hard from both of those. Like, uh, I love that. Like, work hard, yeah, like, but work well. That's more, work well, play well, husband well, uh, live well. Like, that is so much more important to me. Like, when I'm with my friends, like, having that time be quality, and when I'm at work, having that time be quality, when I'm with my wife, having that time be quality, when I'm cooking, caring about that, instead of, like, the podcast, and the email, and the thing that I just saw on Twitter, like, cook, just cook, Yeah. so, um, I like to think my work-life balance is better than most, because I don't want any one thing to be the most important thing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Um, that makes absolutely sense. It's all about balance. I love that. Do you have a favorite author or influencer that you follow today? Uh, my favorite author is a guy named John Le Carre. He writes British spy novels, and that just really... Mm. 
Okay. Spell his last name for me. Uh, Le L E Carre C R C A R R E. Awesome. That's his pen name. He's awesome. He wrote like okay. a spy who came in from the old Tinker Tailor Soldier spy. Okay. Um, he's he's great. He's got an amazing aesthetic. When it comes to telling stories, I really like the way that he does it. Awesome. Uh, as far as like influences, yeah. like graphic design wise, there's a guy named Dan Draplin. He's the one who did field notes and everything he touches is gold. Um, I mean, I don't I don't often like look at like large companies to be like that's what I want to be, but um, I mean there are, there are a few companies that when I and of course, they all flee from my mind as yeah. I say that. My mental, when you said that your mental capacity is large, I was like, oh, I wish mine was. <laughs> Mine's like a needle. No. I, got like, I got like one thing on like the tip of it, and then it's gone. Um, if I think of it, I'll let you know. Awesome, awesome. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Wow, that's superlative. Um, I don't know that I I don't know that I could answer the piece of advice, but I'll tell you like the like the story that I heard when I was four that I that's never left me. I was sitting in church when I was four. My pastor told a story like in Indiana. He told a story of he was hired when he was really little to go clean this guy's barn. And he cleaned the guy's barn, and then he went home. And the guy showed up the next day, and he thought that he had done like a, really, like a really bad job, and he thought he was in trouble. And the guy was like, my barn has never been this clean ever, and I just want you to know like what a huge deal it is to me that you worked, like, that you cared that much, that you, like, it looks like you used a toothbrush on the floorboards of a place where horses are going to take a dump, you know, like... Um, and I think that stuck with me. Also, like, watching my dad as an incredibly hard worker and just, like, a good man. Like, it, I think if I had to tie it together, it's, like, it's not about me. So work hard and, or, like, work well. Again, I think that... I don't really know how to answer yeah, that. No, it no. doesn't sound like I'm trying to be like a Buddhist platitude. Yeah, no. you know, like I'd love that story. I mean, this is the whole thing about Scruffy City Stories is yeah. storytelling. So like that right there resonates with the work that you do 100%, right? So like doesn't matter what you're doing, just do the best that you can at that thing and deliver something that you're proud of. Exactly. And then naturally... Your, the person that you're delivering it to will, will absorb that and yeah. really appreciate it. Not every time, but most of the time. Not every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not every time. Yeah. So what would you tell yourself 10 years ago? Like, as, you know, I guess you chill had out. to chill out. Um, I was a, a white-knuckle 10 years ago about every part of my life. And I think I still am to an extent, but much less so. I think my wife has helped me with that a lot. But I, yeah, I have I have told all my friends from college, like if I could go back and talk to Ethan like right when he came into college, it would be care and chill out. Because I freaked out about the things that didn't matter and I didn't care about the things that did. Um, there you have it. And so those like care. I like I, w- I would uh, literally go back and shake me playing <laughs> Halo 3 and point at like the Italian homework that I had sitting on my desk that I was avoiding and just say care care yeah, about that. That's beautiful. And so, then about girls, I would just say chill out. I know you were gonna find the best ever. Um, yeah. Just chill.
That's beautiful. So there you have it, Knoxville. So when you're out with Ethan Byer, you want to chill out and care about the things that you didn't care about. That's lovely. Well, Ethan, thanks for your time this morning, man. Um, I, guess, I believe they really are. Let me